Shut up and sit down. Upside Podcast. This is the NBA All-Star edition of it. I believe that later tonight the starters are going to be announced. So let's take into mind when we give our picks right now. Everyone listening, this is uh, Thursday, the 21st of January. So this evening on the TNT games, they're going to announce the uh, the starters. But Mike, when we talk about our All-Stars, let's assume that guys like, I don't know, Dwayne Wade or Kobe Bryant aren't starting in the game because the fans have voted them in. So we'll take fan vote. We'll chuck it to the side. These are the most deserving We don't stars. like you fans. Yeah, fans are the worst. Even you though guys, I am one, I, they're the worst. I agree. Because they pick guys like Wade and Kobe to start over much more, I don't know, worthy players. For worthy. example, we'll throw a guy like Jimmy Butler probably should be a starting backcourt player, not Dwayne Wade, judging by, I don't know, the entire season thus far. So, let's just jump right into it, Mike. We put yeah. up a big piece on SB Nation today. All the writers, all of our NBA people uh, put up our picks for the 2016 All-Star Game, including the reserves. Um, so this is a full-on roster, not just the starters, but we'll start with the yeah. starters. Before we got on, Mike, you said this was kind of a uniform year, right? A lot of the same people across the board, all of our writers. We're talking not just you, the editor, but we're talking Ziller, Flannery, O'Donnell, uh, Gomez, Pat, you name it. Go down the line of our writers. Most of them have a pretty uniform list in the East and West. It's, it's kind of shocking. Let me a ask you this. Bit. Let me ask you this, Mike. Who are you most surprised to see on some of these lists? As who, a starter? As a starter, or... yeah. Who's the starter who kind of jumped out? We're like, eh, I'm a little shocked. That doesn't necessarily seem like a guy who I would have had. Well, we all had the same five West starters. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, Steph Curry, Russell Westbrook, uh, Kawhi Leonard, uh, Draymond Green, and Kevin Durant. That's correct. Yeah, hey, I'm a little surprised that everybody put Draymond on the team. To yeah, me, I think. Let's start it, in the West right now. Draymond, you think, is, is a surprise? Uh, just a surprise that it was unanimously. An all-star. I mean, I think he's an all-star starter. I've been saying that since November. That's right. That, he, that he's an all-star starter. Who, and, who would even be in discussion to start over? Anthony Davis? Dirk? Who, who yeah, would be a I, starter over? I'm him? not sure. I mean, I think that the rest of the conference has kind of fallen away. I mean, for a time, Blake Griffin, but he's been hurt. Yep. You know, and his team's been very good without him, too. That always takes a little bit of that credit away, unfortunately. Which is, which is interesting, by the way. It is. It's not the first time this has happened. I know. I, I Well, tell me. Let's just... Dive to the side for a quick sec, because we'll talk about Blake. He's going to be an all-star. I have him on my my list as a reserve. You have him on your list as a reserve, I believe. Um, Conflicted why, about why, it, why, but yeah. Why is that? Why are the Clippers playing so well? And, and it looks better. They're better. Reddick's played better. Jordan's played better. Better bench production. Why is all that happening with a tremendous team player? Blake's a great passer. I know. It's very strange. I don't get it. Well, it's Tell funny me. how the last couple of years this has happened because last year Chris Paul was out for a while, you remember, and right. they moseyed right along without him. So I don't know if it's a uniquely Blake problem. <laughs> I just you wonder if the 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 three big names they have, if they just have to some degree to make it work, they've got to kind of get rid of parts of their game, subjugate them for the good of the team. You know, Blake DeAndre, especially offensively, they're they're creating inefficient shots that they make, but, you know, with Blake out, DeAndre can just kind of be a dive threat around shooting. That's right. And they do have depth. It's just that all their depth is the same. So, you know, they're all a lot of guys who like to put the ball up, a lot of guys who like to dance around with the dribble. Mm-hmm. And then without one guy to kind of take a lot of those possessions, suddenly they have the ability to play their game a little more. It also helps Paul Pierce is shooting well now. Who? 
Paul Pierce. Oh, Paul Pierce. That's right. I forgot he was on the Clippers. That's Paul Pierce. Absolutely right. It, he was so forgotten. It's almost like he's going to end up being an important piece of this team come April and May. But for the next, I don't know, two, three months, there'll be a few games where we can spot that and say, yeah, mm-hmm. Paul Pierce, he's shooting better. But yeah, he's starting for them. How t- what type of minutes do you think he'll get in the playoffs? I mean, it's tough. Where does he play? He's not a three anymore. No, but if he if he can spell them, spread the court out, allow DeAndre to dive, or, or Blake separately, I, I don't know. I think it creates lineups where you just don't have to play Blake and DeAndre together, which apparently are the best Clippers. Yeah, I mean, but just Doc has got to actually do that. <laughs> yeah. He's no, shown no inclination of, of wanting to yeah. just stagger those two guys in that much. Anyway, well, Blake was actually stuck. a tough guy for me to figure out for the All-Star team. One, because of that, and two, because he's missed quite a few games. But you do you do have him on there. Blake is I one of your reserves. I ultimately put him on the team. He was one of your forward or front court reserves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so didn't even fall into your wild card. So he, he made it in the in the, the first batch of reserves, yeah. if you will. Okay, I'll tell you where my all-stars differ already from every single one of our world-renowned writers' opinions. I have Kawhi Leonard as one of my reserves. I think he is one of the five best players in the NBA, but this is an all-star game. I still like the idea of a two guards, two forwards, and a center. I mean, we had this discussion today, Mike. It was really hard for me to get you to say who you thought the best center in the NBA was, and I think you ended up with Bosch, who we agreed as a power forward. Having said that, I have Boogie DeMarcus Cousins is my starting center in the All-Star game. I think he's the best center in the NBA, and I think he should be the center for the Western Conference in the All-Star game. I'm aware that it's backcourt, frontcourt. He's the best center. That should put him in some a little extra credit. I put him as my center, and Kawhi can come off the bench, and he can, he can play with LMA that's if he nuts. makes it. I'm sorry, that's nuts. Okay. Kawhi Leonard's the second-best player in the NBA this year. Would you, so would you, would you be better if I had put Draymond as my reserve? Because I, I think he's more deserving su- as an All-Star than Kawhi right now, even uh, though they're both obviously... Unbelievable All Stars, no, NBA th- first team players. I think Kawhi's Kawhi's the second best player in the in the West. He's in the West what, and in the league in the NBA. Right this year, he's been the second best player in the NBA. Ah, uh, I don't think so. He's the best defensive player. Yeah, okay, he might he might he's be the best shooting, defensive player. What he's like third in the league in three point shooting. Put he, everything in the Spurs context, though. But there is no Spurs context. He's the guy now. That He's not the guy. Yeah, he is, no, though. I, they, you watch they, their play, he is the guy. He's a, the guy. for. They've changed their offense to give him, make him the guy. They would change it another direction and be a 60-win team without him. Six, no, I six don't zero agree. wins without I, him. I don't agree at all. Not anymore. F- 58 wins without no, him? No, I don't think that's true anymore. I really don't. But I think, I, uh, I think the, those older guys are, are not what they used to be. But and, Aldridge is being asked to do such a... Not a bare minimum. He's being asked to fulfill a role that he could obviously expand upon. Obviously. The games when they've asked him, he has. He could still put up 30 and 15. It's not a problem for Aldridge to get that type of production. He just doesn't do that. They don't need him to do that. No, but I, I think, you know, you're, you, I guess the evidence for that would be what he did in Portland. But that was a – I think if you look at the supporting cast of those Portland teams when fully healthy mm-hmm. – you take Kawhi out of the equation. I don't think San Antonio has a better team around Aldridge. I don't think they have a better team, and I don't want to discredit Kawhi. I just want to throw in a variable of I want to see Boogie as a start. I want to see him shooting threes and running point guard in the all Well, see, I don't even have Cousins on my team at all. <laughs> what? And I, I just don't think he's had, for, by his standards, I don't think he's had that great of a year. He's, just, shooting, just... he's shooting, what, 44%. He's much less efficient. His effort comes and goes. He's been much worse on defense. And he's thrown how... himself out of a bunch of games by being, 
you know, stupid and yelling. It's just he, what he does. He can do- be a baby. There's no doubt about it. But and more so than last year. Last year, I thought he was an all-star. This year, I, you know, honestly, I know the Kings are a better team, and I know they've struggled without him. But they struggle mightily without him. Well, I think they did early in the year when they weren't sure what they were, and they were had all these new pieces to integrate. You know, if you take him out for eight games right now, I'm not sure they go zero and eight like they did early in the season. I, I just feel like you could flip this though, and. and Give me, um, tell me why James Harden, who is an all-star on your list, who is a lot of what you just said about Cousins can be directly put on Harden. Doesn't play great D, played better defense last year, takes himself out of games, no, has true. led his team to a, a much below uh, where they expected or expected to be record. And I feel like Harden gets that pass for some reason because he's a more likable public figure. Because he, I don't, I don't, because he puts himself out there in commercials. Because he dates a Kardashian. I don't know what it is, but there's something about Harden that people. I don't know, they like, they take that offense and give it extra credit, and they take that defense and lack of passion and leadership, and they're like, eh, but it's okay, it's James Harden. But with Boogie, it's like it sits on his back like a 1,000-pound weight and continues to do so. Well, because I think, first of all, Harden is a tough one to figure out. I don't know if I would have had him on my team. I ultimately put him there. He's one of your wild one. cards. That was a tough one. That's right. The other, there are a couple of factors. You talk about all this markability and stuff. Like, I don't think people really like James Harden right oh, now. Harden's popular, man. I don't see. I think it's. I think I don't think he's. Certainly, I think his image has taken a hit. Mm, he's a crossover. He's one of the maybe, but biggest I, crossover NBA that players. Has nothing to do with that. He's. I, he's just a more efficient offensive player than Boogie. He's better on offense than Boogie is this year. I mean, he just is. He's. Better shooting the ball. He's better getting the basket. His efficiency is much higher. Yeah, he dribble pounds in an annoying way, and you know he doesn't. He's not getting his teammates involved, but he's a tremendous passer. I think his offensive game is much more consistent, even than Boogie's this year. I mean, you talk about this year. I mean, yeah. Boogie is shooting tons of jumpers this year. Boogie mm-hmm. is not. Oh, way too many threes, even, which is Bo- an insane thing. Right. For him Boogie is not the paint yeah. wrecking ball he was last year. Yeah. He just, it's just for whatever reason that that is not the game that he's I, playing. I'll say this. I'll admit that he's a stretch to be a starter for me, but I think he is without a doubt an all-star. And I could be wrong, man. I, honestly, we, the fan voting is going to skew what we have here. We know this, right? So uh, a guy like Kobe is going to make it. A guy like Dirk, who you have on there, and, and I also have on my – actually, I have Dirk as my last out with Lamar- Marcus Aldridge and uh, Gordon Hayward were my three last out on my list okay. uh, for the West. Um, so basically, the, yeah. the, the I had Dirk on the team and yes. you had Boogie, and that's, that's right. the big difference. That's the big difference. Which, I look, I, Dirk's been great this year. There's a, a, a good argument to be made that when the, the day he leaves Dallas, the Mavericks collapse. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is your a thesis of yours even, and I, I agree with it to a, to a large extent. So I have no problem with Dirk being an all-star. Uh, I also had Damian Lillard on my list and Clay Thompson as reserves, much like you did. Um, to just restate so we have this on there, uh, we actually had the same starting five with one exception. You had Curry, Westbrook, Kawhi Leonard, Durant, Draymond Green. I had Curry, Westbrook, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, and Cousins. And then our reserves are also pretty similar. Um, your reserves are Chris Paul, Clay Thompson, Davis, Blake Griffin, Dirk, Harden, and Lillard. Who were your first couple out? Like, who were the well, fringe one ones was, that you were mixing one was and matching? Cousins. Okay, one was Cousins. Who else? You know, I actually sort of, I think, got easy for me. Yeah? Because, you know, the one, like, for example, Derek Favors was on my team until he started getting yeah. injured. And I, I think, I think he prior to his injury, was having a better year than Cousins is. Yeah. Well, you consider two-way impact. Remember, 
Remember, they're two sides of the court, and for Cousins sure. is really bad at one for of sure. them this year. Yep. And he's just, I mean, that's that's a big problem, you know. But do we, do we um, in general, do we take more away from big men when they're not good at defense than guards like a Lillard or a Harden who really Well, are... I think you should because I think big men are generally more important. Now, I'm an advocate for point guard defense. I think a lot of people are just kind of like, well, it doesn't matter. I think it matters quite a bit. You look at the Celtics, for example, and the yeah. way they defend, it's all based on pressure on the ball, mm-hmm. starting with the guards because they don't have great interior rim protection. But in general, I would say that an impact – of a big man on defense is more pronounced than a point guard. Closer to the basket. Closer the ball to the basket. They're in, frankly they're involved in more plays. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're involved in more pick and rolls. I mean, you can run a pick and roll with three different positions mm-hmm. on the court, but a lot of times you're running it with your center. True. So your center's involved directly involved in every play. Plus they're the backstop of the defense. You know, I, I think they just make much more of an impact. And I would also say, again, that not for Cousins, the case is not just that he's a bad defender. I just think his offense has been inconsistent and inefficient this year by his standards. Whereas someone like Lillard, you know what you're getting from Damian Lillard on offense every night. Yeah, but are, we, are you comparing uh, Cousins' all-star eligibility here against himself? Like, is he so dominant as an NBA center in his own world of talent that it's, he's almost Shaquille O'Nealing it, where Shaq was always compared to Shaq. Like Shaq, he's not Shaq. Though. No, he's That's not, the no, no, thing. I'm not. I'm not trying to call him Shaquille O'Neal. Don't get. Don't. That was not what I was going. I was making the analogy of for years and years, Shaq was held against his own standards of being the superior center in the league. Cousins, I, th- I think, is inarguably the most talented center in the league. Whether or not he applies himself on both ends of the court uh, is not what I was trying to get at. But that the fact is that you're saying that his season this year compared to last year, should take him down a peg for his all-star recognition this season, not compared to necessarily another player. Maybe. I mean, there's always an... This year. There, I suppose there's always an, an a bias of some sort mm-hmm. that people can attribute. And it's fair. This. I, I don't know. You want guys to keep getting better, especially young guys. You yeah, know? I just... Uh, the whole, like, best center in the league thing, like, just doesn't do much for me. I, hey, I when really I asked you earlier, Mike, let's do it again. Who's best center in the league right I, now? It doesn't do anything for me. There are no center... <laughs> there are no... To me, there are three positions now. They're not five. And... He's not good enough. He's not a better big this year, even than Davis. Can you I tell me, think... when I asked you who you said? Was the I best said center? Chris Bosh. Your first answer was Draymond Green. Your second answer was Antonio, or Anthony Davis. And your third answer was Chris Bosh. Chris Bosh. I couldn't get you to, to name an actual center. I love it. Well, but they are actual centers <laughs> yeah. a lot of the time. Yeah, they're, they're, the exact, they're what you're saying. They're exactly what you're saying. They are these, these sort of hybrid position centers that are small right. forward, power forward centers. To me, they're three positions. Yeah. And so... The fact that David, that Cousins, by the way, Cousins doesn't always play the five on offense when That's they true. go with the, they play him with Kosa Kufis and Willie Cauley mm-hmm. Stein. Mm-hmm. So he's also just a big. Mm-hmm. You know, in fact, one of the reasons they, they made some of the moves they did, the draft pick they made for Cauley Stein, is that for whatever reason, Cousins doesn't always love playing the classic five. Right, right. So. There just aren't centers. They're just bigs right now, and that's why just bigs and smalls. Like I don't know. Like I know you're a traditionalist and you want the two-two-one setup, but like to me, it's they're just well, big wings and bigs. They went away from the two-two-one. How many years ago now? Three, four years it's ago. It's been a few years. Yeah, right? not, not that long ago. But they did it because of the lack of of centers in the NBA. But there are more now. A wave of centers literally came into the league right after this change. 
There well, we well the, who's a center, right? Like, so, yeah, I mean, sure. All right, so you're, so you're, Carl Towns, right, is someone I assume you're you would refer to. I mean, he's yeah. what is he? He's, he's the perfect new guy you're talking about. Right, he's not yeah. a center. He's not a power forward. He's <clears> just a big guy. It's true. Anyway, well, all right. Uh, so, so back to the beginning of this. It was easier for you to pick your Western Conference than your Eastern Conference. It was just because there were just too many injuries to kind of account for. I mean, some guy, and also some guys have dropped off. I think mm-hmm. last year the West was impossible. The timing of injuries. You noted it with with um, favors, but mm-hmm. that's the same way in, in the Eastern Conference with a few guys. Um, I'm trying to think of the best ones off the top of my head, but you know. Uh, Dwayne Wade got injured. Um, Batum got injured. Uh, I'm trying to think of more Batum players like this. Batum didn't miss as many games, though. Yeah. He's playing now. I mean, Favors yeah. has now missed over a month. Yeah, with, with lower back. Yeah, ah, very mysterious. So I mean, he was he would have been on my team. I yeah, mean, well, he was, we did. We did a little test run of this a few weeks back. People don't know about this. We had some audio issues. Uh, Mike Pina joined us. Good guy. He'll join again sometime. But, um, yeah, I had Favors on my team at that point because mm-hmm. he deserved it at that point. But that's, that's, that's the Western Conference. I want to – before um, – we get to kind of the who's in the Eastern Conference. I wanted to get your thought on on the Western Conference team. As I look at it right there, that five, if we went with, say, that five that you have here and that every single one of our writers went with, Curry, Westbrook, Leonard, Durant, Green, mm-hmm. how incredible is that five-player combination? It's amazing. It's unbelievable. Someone, I just like a looking lot of, at it. As a lot of people have said, that the U.S. should just, that should just be their Olympic starting lineup. Yeah. It'd be Holy perfect. Cow. It would. It would. They fit perfectly together. Yeah. And I, I actually think that that says something about where the league is going. Uh, you know, I just think that the back in the day it was a lot easier if you were really good at one thing, but you had a really big weakness. It was a lot easier to just say, okay, you. It matters more that you have one great skill. Mm-hmm. And now I think the way the league is going, like, with teamwork on both sides of the ball, with five man pick and roll coverages, with plays that require all this intricate ball movement Mm -hmm. you're better off just kind of being pretty good at everything than you are having one big weakness and i think we saw that the other night in cleveland when the warriors just mercilessly attacked kevin love who (sighs) has some great skills great at certain things but but he has also some things he's really not that good at He's special in those places, too, particularly bad. Yeah, uh, you had a great uh, Prada's pictures on um, how he plays a a pick-and-roll. It was... uh, it looked like the first time he'd stepped on a basketball court, but he was also wearing ice skates and everyone else yeah. was wearing shoes. Uh, it was bad. But, look, but Kevin, Kevin loves uh, his, his negatives, the detriments to his game now are being blown up because people can pinpoint them because teams have a Draymond Green playing center running pick and roll with Steph Curry. That's a crazy combination. That that skill level never existed in a pick and roll. That's true. <laughs> you know? No, for sure. And I, I don't want to sidetrack this and talk too yes, much about yes. Kevin Love, but I, it is interesting. But, but that I, game, that was a big thing that's happened recently. But I think you right. look at the Warriors and the Cavs, right, mm-hmm. as teams. The Cavs have great frontline talent, but they also have – and the Thunder are kind of a lesser version of this, I would say. They also have too many players that have – weaknesses that it can be attacked. It's not just love. I mean, Kyrie Irving is very poor on defense as well. Man. And you look at some of their role players, I mean, you're you're kind of like they have like a bunch of guys where you're picking like what do we want to sacrifice yeah, in this lineup, right. right? Do we want to play Thompson, Tristan Thompson and sacrifice another skilled offensive player? Do we want to play uh Shumpert or Jerry R. Smith? They're kind of the opposite players of the same coin. Mm-hmm. Mozgov has had a very poor year, but you know he was a skilled big man. He just wasn't quite as mobile. Yeah. And then you look at Golden State, and Golden State has a lineup where they have one guy. They have two guys who are 
or I guess three guys because you have Clay that have elite skills. Everybody else is just kind of pretty good at everything. Well, when you were talking about how it's uh, the first part of this answer where you said that there is this particular type of player who's pretty good at everything, mm-hmm. I feel like that you could, we could honestly call that the rule of Andre Iguodala. Yeah. Because for years he's been that player. He was that player on the Sixers, but they needed him to be the the leader all-star superstar, which he wasn't. But he is perhaps the best at filling out about 75 to 80% of every single skill yeah. set. That guy has suddenly become much more valuable, I think. <laughs> right. Or exactly. maybe we just have caught up to their value. Well, I, I think he's always been a really good player who's really good at making other players around him better. But when those other players are uh, the likes of Spencer Hawes, that little bit better he's getting isn't very noticeable. But mm-hmm. when that other player around you is Clay Thompson or Steph Curry you know, or, or, or Livingston or Barnes or any of these other smart, again, guys, Guys who fill that 75 to 80 percent of the tank in a lot of different categories now all of a sudden that's 85 percent it's 90 percent and, mm-hmm. and you have this incredible bench mafia they bring off the, the bench i mean draymond got hurt for a little bit in the game against chicago on wednesday night barnes comes in it's fine they're okay obviously they were already winning by a lot but the idea is that with the other players around guys like barnes and livingston and, and barbosa they get kept buoyant. They get kept above water. They get they get right. uh, you know a little bit extra. And Iguodala is that little bit multiplier player. He's so good at making the guys around him better. And he is never looking for his own shot, which I think is a common denominator on a lot of the Golden State players. You're either one of the best shooters in the NBA, or you're a guy who's totally cool with not shooting. That's an unbelievable right. thing to have. Right. Or you're Harrison Barnes, and you're kind of subjugating some things for sure. the team. But I, it's right. It's I right. do think it's that's. Right. I think it's an important point, though. Yeah. I think the the way we look at what players are valuable is changing mm-hmm. yes you yes. know now it's much more i think and which i think is reflected these all-star teams will reflect that especially the starting lineup and i think also the disagreement we had about cousins yeah no, really reflects that where you right. have right. you have one you know you, you prefer certain players that don't take anything mm. off the table yeah and cousins take puts a lot of things out there but also you have account for that now of course that doesn't explain dirk which is our big central disagreement (laughs) because dirk is poor on defense so maybe why why don't you have him on the team his team is they're surprising right now he's the hub of it all Mm -hmm. why is he not an all-star to you I'll, i'll tell you why because i was deciding between clay and dirk for my final spot and I just I feel like if the Hawks were going to get an entire team last year into the All-Star game, then Golden State better have three players represented. They're on a historical clip. We just talked about Clay as a special, unique, dynamic player. You really can't take anything away from him, despite the fact that everyone around him, the Draymonds and Currys of the world, are MVP discussion players. It doesn't make Clay not an All-Star. Now I feel like if you put Clay's numbers up against Dirk's, they're both they're both marquee shooters in the league. Clay's just better at it. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's where I went with it. I, I look at I look at Dirk and I think this guy's made a bajillion All Star teams. He will likely get fan voted in for my I, selection. I don't think he's getting. You don't him. think that no, the Dallas no. fan base will get around him? Are they not? Well, I mean, I thought you know, we're gonna push. we're gonna we're gonna know by now. But he's way too fan many yeah. far back. It's too bad. I mean, I, Kobe, Kobe yeah. is gonna start. Yeah. Uh, Durant is gonna start, and right now, who the coaches? Oh, uh, it's the, the leading the the leading teams in the league, Golden yeah. State and So is Cleveland. it Kerr or is it Walton? I don't get it. Oh, that's a whole, <laughs> so I was that's wondering who it's going to be because yeah. I feel like Kerr might uh, get Dirk involved somehow. Um, okay, so... Well, I mean, all the coaches yeah. select the reserves. No, but no he's true, not true. getting fan voted in. Okay. Well, so, okay, so that was... It was between Clay and Dirk there. I, 
I also thought about keeping Chris Paul off, but then the last couple weeks, he's just been great. He's made the whole absence of Blake. So, again, the last two weeks have been really important for, for how my team shaped out. Um, I had Anthony Davis, Blake, Lillard, Harden, Chris Paul, and Clay uh, with Kawhi. Obviously, we talked about him already as my reserves. Um, Dirk, Aldridge, and Hayward just missing. I think Hayward's been a really good player this year. I don't take anything away from him that he has very rare uh, to poor point guard play on his team and had a number of injuries around him. Utah's just been one injury after another. He's playing with a different starting five every night. Uh, so I like I like Gordon Hayward, but he doesn't make the team. Um, yeah, he was better last year, I think. Yeah, again, but I mean, look, I'll, I'll say this. Rodney Hood's kind of aping a lot of what he does right yeah. now. Yeah, I mean, Hood, Hood's a gunner. Uh, Hood's fine. He's all right, but I'm, I don't want to talk about Rodney Hood. Um, so those, those are the guys I, I kind of had there. Look, Dirk is one of my favorite players of all time. Um but I just felt like Clay was situationally and then individually more deserving this season. Those are the two I was going for the wild, last wild card spot uh-huh. together because Chris Paul emerged uh, into a sure on reserve backcourt player to me. Um, so yeah, but let's let's get to the East. We just talked West yeah. for about a half hour. Okay. I don't, you know, I know how you feel about Dirk and you love him, and he is the focal point of the Mavs' success, and they have been a surprise. Who would have said that a team who wins about 52 games every single season would be a surprise to be on pace to win about 52 Look games? Look at their team. That's all i got to say. <laughs> Look at their team. I know, I know, I know. Although it is worth noting with Dirk uh, that he doesn't play as many minutes, and he's, I think, struggled a little bit recently, and they've kind of carried on because Chandler Parsons is starting to find mm-hmm. his game. So it's possible that maybe the, uh, the impact of Dirk is a little overstated. I don't think so. I think there's something culturally as well as, you know, Mm-hmm. on the court that he just kind of keeps chugging them along their entire so many players owe so much of their career to him yeah i could go on for a while uh, but, you, know. you, should, you should write something about Derek, man uh, yeah, maybe <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time i'm sure now let's talk about the east because okay. i had i had a lot of i had a lot more trouble with the east to be All honest right. so everyone out there mike's eastern conference starters are kyle lowry jimmy butler lebron james paul george and Millsap. do you feel good about that well, you like Millsap now. Why is that? Why that was going to be your shock? In yeah, all pick, yeah, but, but everybody's of... caught on to that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was tough. That you know, the last spot was tough. I thought that there. You know, I also kind of, while I've been frustrated by some things that John Wall has done, I do think that he has a case over Lowry. Hmm. Although I went with Lowry, I think Lowry has probably been the better player. Uh, you know, you could also even make a case for as a starter for DeRozan, to be honest. I mean, I've been a big fan of DeRozan all season, Mike. I've, I've been leading his bandwagon. Um, you could absolutely make a place for him. But I, I just think, unfortunately, I don't think you could put DeRozan and Lowry together. And Jimmy Butler definitely should be a starter. I agree. So that's kind of where we got to, right? Right. So I guess that, that, that ended up being a little more contested than I expected. But, yeah, the last one was very difficult. Hmm. You know, I actually thought for a second about putting Paul George on the reserves because he's just kind of his shooting has really fallen off of late and mm-hmm. Indiana's kind of in a rough patch. But I think then, he, he started off above his shooting ability, though. This season he started off incredibly. Right, and I just think he banked too much goodwill to take off the starting lineup. But the last spot was tough. I mean, you've got, I think, three really good candidates. You have uh, just Millsap. Real quick, that I, I actually have Lowry, Butler, LeBron, Millsap, and Chris Bosh. So you did take Paul George off. I did off. take Paul George off. Yeah, I just think he's banked too much goodwill over the last... That's fair. Too much, too much... I mean, Indiana is should not be where they are. Mm-hmm. You look at that team, it's... Yeah, I totally agree there. They're, they're, you know, they're struggling a little bit of late, but they're still... I mean, they've still gotten to that point, and they've still... They, they were, took the league 
you know, by storm at times sure. over the first two months, and that's most of the season. You know, we don't want to have too much recency bias. Yeah, they're 23 and 19. I mean, they are an above 500 team who a lot of people pick to be one of the three or four worst teams in the East. Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, nobody really knew also what Georgia would be like coming off true. injuries. So. But they've had a lot of injuries as a team, too. I mean, the Pacers are – he is playing, at, like you said, that kind of there's three positions – in basketball, Paul George has been a very good example of being those three positions. He can be their central playmaker, ball handler. He's also one of their best bigs. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, so the, go, last, yeah. the last spot was tough. The last starter spot, yeah. You're talking basically I think there are three guys that are in contention. One is Bosch, who mm-hmm. you mentioned. Yep. One is Millsap, who I think – you know he was behind Damari Carroll in the last all-star voting rounds? No. That's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> That's I'm amazing. He that's just that's that is Paul Millsap's career in a voting nutshell. If you told <laughs> if you told someone that he's a top twenty player, what how many how many of your kind of friends who are yeah. a little more casual sure. and follow the league would would you agree know it's with funny? You? I think that most would take my word for it, but a lot of them would be like, nah, I'm not really sure. I've seen could pinpoint anything Millsap's done, or even tell me what he is as a player. You know, right. I think one of the unique things about Millsap is he's not that big, but he's got really long arms. He plays bigger than he is, but he yeah. also steps out. It's I mean, a little Elton Brandish. Yeah, yeah, Brandish exactly. Brand had exceptionally long arms. Yeah, it's exactly mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard has wildly long arms. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, the 7-2 wingspan he has is what makes Kawhi. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I, it's interesting. So between Bosch, Millsap, and George, you went with— And, and also Andre Drummond, I think, mm. deserves consideration as sure. well. Sure, Yeah, I mean, I, so I'm, I'm sure we have similar reserve-looking teams. So if you were to say, uh, of your starters, you mentioned how Millsap was sort of the guy who might be a reserve or a starter for your team. Um, you talked about John Wall, DeMar DeRozan, Bosch, Carmelo, Andre Drummond, Isaiah Thomas, and Nicholas Batum. Those are your— yeah, it got tough at the at the bottom. So tell me about this. I want to know about your two wild cards because I think these are your two, I don't know, wild cards. Uh, Isaiah Thomas and Nick Batum. I don't yeah. know if everyone has those. There's a lot of different uh, selections for those places. Um, I was surprised by the Tell uni- me why Isaiah Thomas is so universally loved. Yeah, I, I was surprised by that. I, I thought more people would leave him off. I think some of it is just that the Celtics are pretty good and they need an all-star and some people just kind of pick the best player. You know, for me, it was very difficult. The Isaiah Thomas versus uh, Kemba Walker versus Batum versus Reggie Jackson was a very difficult decision. It came down, you know, I'm a bigger, I just think the reason I picked Batum, you know, he he did miss some time. His shooting has tailed off a bit. But I just think that, again, when you think about the impact on the team as a whole, you can credit, I think, a lot of Kemba Walker's improved uh, efficiency shooting mm-hmm. the ball to the fact that they have another guy that they can kind of run, pick, and roll and swing the ball and play make. And I think Batum, therefore, has some value to that team beyond what he's producing. He just kind of makes their team make more sense. Is he, a, like, a poor man's Paul George? I mean, he does play similar. I, I don't know if there's really another player like him out there. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, he reminds me of a little bit is when, you know, Turkoglu was so good for Orlando back in the day. I like that, yeah. Which is why I really would love to see – I know he's done great in Charlotte, but I would love to see him on the on Stan Van Gundy's Pistons. I think that would be such a great fit this summer. He's going to get paid. Uh, but, yeah, so I ended up putting Batum on the team. I know that's – it was him or, you know, the other guy to think about is Al Horford – who, he was my first left out. Uh, Horford, Middleton, and Reggie Jackson were my three that I left out that were my first three that would have gotten in. Yeah, I just think Horford is it's sensible to pick him. I just think 
that for whatever reason, his impact defensively, his impact kind of as a big part of that offense is not quite where it was last year. I think what actually has happened is that Millsap has taken some of the responsibility from Horford. Absolutely. but I wouldn't begrudge someone for putting Horford on the team. There is still, if you're kind of going to use the... And you the, use both ways, too. Right. If you're going <laughs> to use the, like, you know, Batum makes the, the Hornets make sense, you kind of have to also <laughs> apply some logic to Horford makes the Hawks make sense. Yes. And then it was between Thomas and Jackson, and you also chose Thomas, I believe, right? Uh, yes, I did. I, my reserves were uh, DeRozan, Wall, Paul George, Drummond, Carmelo Anthony, Isaiah Thomas, and Kristaps Porzingis. Oh, come on. Fourth leading jersey seller in the NBA. Fun to see. Made for all-star games. And he's been the best rookie in the NBA this year. Not named no. Carl Anthony Towns who's in the Western Conference and would definitely not make the team. So in the Eastern Conference, I feel like there's... You know, a, I actually thought about Towns as an all-star for I a thought about second. Towns. I thought about him for just having the discussion to put him in the last out because yeah. he's had a tremendous season. But the Western Conference at his front court position is, is, is tough. It um, is. But the wild card position, that last spot in the East, why? give me a reason why Isaiah Thomas is a more deserving all-star than Porzingis. Because Isaiah Thomas is the hub of a better team. Because Porzingis took, jumped onto an absolutely dreadful team, changed the entire uh, the, the way not, the organization is moving structurally, the way the crowd feels about the team, I don't the record think it, of the team. I look, I know Porzingis has been fun, but it's not all Porzingis. They also signed Robin Lopez and Aflalo. Yes. Those guys have really helped. They have a real bench now they have a better system and Carmelo who we you know mentioned on the team he hasn't scored as much but he's playing harder on defense and he's distributing the ball Porzingis has been very fun but like there's not the reason he's not the only reason the Knicks are a decent team this year and Isaiah Thomas isn't the only reason why the Celtics are doing well they they have three other guards for God's sake no I know but I think when you assign credit to how the Knicks are, I think Porzingis doesn't get nearly as large a share because they have Carmelo, they have Lopez and Aflalo and some good veteran players. They have a really strong bench now. Porzingis just doesn't get the lion's share of it. And, you know, he's been a lot of fun, but he's still, what, he's playing 29 minutes a game. He's playing He's playing more than Dirk. Is he? Well, I mean, Dirk has kind of got a whole infrastructure that's around him. <laughs> For sure. And and it's not a comparison. Whereas I think with Isaiah, I mean Boston's offense is dreadful without him. I mean he he does everything. He the entire offense is really kind of him running around through their myriad of screens and mazes and those fun sets they have. He's the guy who's got to create for everybody else. He's the guy who's got to you know run off the ball to create for everyone else. And that mm-hmm. to me is what separates him from Reggie Jackson, who has also had a great year. But I think. Reggie has sort of benefited in some ways. He only kind of runs one sort of play. He's only a pick-and-roll guy. And in that play, he benefits from the big guys worrying about Drummond, so it gives him slight openings to get his shots off. What about the defensive end where Reggie Jackson is a far better defensive player than Isaiah Thomas? Well, I don't think it's that. I think Reggie's a little overrated defensively. I think he kind of turns it on and off. I think tools-wise he should be, but yeah. he's not always focused. He's you another know? dude whose wingspan is like six inches tall right. in his height. Yeah. I mean, Detroit has Caldwell Pope guard the best players. Sure. So to sure. me, the defense argument is a wash. I mean, okay. Isaiah is certainly not a stopper, but I think e- they, they equally share like kind of a non-important role. Yeah. 
No, I look, know, so I, equally I, not screwing up. I put Porzingis on there because I didn't feel like Horford, Middleton, or Reggie Jackson was like glaringly. Uh, it would be an omission not to have. So them. you just want a fun All Star? Yeah, I like look, not only the fun All Star. Call him the cousins of the Eastern Conference for me. I just I want to see him in the All Star game, and I think he is deservant enough. Um, you'll I think, get you'll you'll get your chance. Yeah, he's gonna have plenty you of All Star games. You think he'll get better? Yeah, he'll get plenty <laughs> of All Star games in the future. No, I, it's where, gotta where, be about the best players. Where's the All Star game this year, Mike? Toronto. Toronto. So. Is it safe to assume that um, that uh, we could absolutely see? I don't know how the voting looks at this exact moment. I know there are tons of ballots that come in right about now for these mm-hmm. this this push right before they're announced. Do we think that DeRozan and Lowry could end up being the starters together and Butler comes off the bench by no, voting process? No, it's not happening because because okay. Wade is so far ahead That's and right. Kyrie. Wade. Can Kyrie is also kind of. I keep forgetting about good. Wade and then Kyrie, which was the John Wall thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, that's. I kind of wish that the coaches just picked, or even the players just picked the All Stars. I don't know. That maybe. What, what do you think, Mike? If you could have the proper mix of how these teams are selected, not it's an exhibition game, but if you could pick the way that these teams are selected, how would it be? I would keep it the way it is, but then not have contract incentives based on All Star appearances. That's probably a smart move. I can't believe I think, that's the case. Yeah, that's, that's really what I would do. I make it All NBA now. I you know it's no rule against one or the other like you just negotiate it mm-hmm. and I think they're more all stars than all NBA team mm-hmm. appearances they're 15 all NBA players and they're you know 20 24 all stars those are just the ones that are selected that's not talking about injuries who might fulfill their their spots right. it could be up to 30 right yeah it is an exhibition you know it would be nice if they really just featured the guys who played best this year um, but it is also kind of an exhibition game but do we it's, need to see Kobe take 20 shots in one quarter. Well, evidently people do yeah, think yeah. so. What I, I think the system's a little weird, though, where you can kind of just hashtag a vote. Like, could you imagine if we voted for president that way? You know, it's funny. I actually had this exact discussion with my father the other day. We were trying <laughs> to figure out a way to get more than 50% of our country to vote in the general election because that's just terrible. Places like Brazil where it's uh, le- where it's illegal not to vote, and it does make for a lot of mockery uh, write-in votes, but 95% of the country is voting. Right. 50% of our 375 million people are voting. It's not enough. So I said, what's the best way? There has to be, and as security is online is becoming a more and more fragile thing, but there needs to be a way for people to vote from their computer. I don't need it to be from your cell phone. I don't need you to be able to text it like you're paying your, your mobile bill. Or hashtag bill. it like yeah. a tweet. Yeah, all right, or like you're getting dominoes from Twitter. But like, Could you imagine if it was like Hillary Clinton, NBA president, yeah, hashtag? Exactly. <laughs> like, but, how but ridiculous would that be? But the second you let people vote online, however secure you can make that to, to guarantee that it's not fraudulent, that's when more than 50% of our country... Is, of the people that watch American Idol, 78% vote okay. for American Idol. I think That's I a see... stupid thing. Yeah. That's I... ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's more than two candidates in American Idol, mind you. Sometimes there's up to, like, when it starts, there's like 22 people or something like that. Right. I don't even know. But the... I just, I hate the, like, in the NBA, I just hate the, like, the team hashtag campaigns and the players too. voting for themselves and like in a retweet is a vote. <laughs> it's not as bad as hockey. Did you hear that story? Oh, the hockey, hockey thing's ins- the hockey thing's insane. Yes, with uh, the the player from the minor league sort of professional player playing for uh, who just got traded from Phoenix to Montreal. I feel bad for him, but like also that's really stupid. Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> like, of course, but th- but look, they let write-ins become a thing this year, and that's they reaped what they sowed. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, if they did that for the NBA, you would you would have some really funny 
write-ins. I mean, there's, there's no doubt about it. We could yeah. probably get T.J. McConnell starting in the Eastern Conference as a joke, <laughs> as a joke. Um, but, yeah. but oh, but the fans want it though. No, we just they need to say we could yeah. just have T.J. McConnell run layup lines, and that'll be what he's good for. Um, yeah, man. So I really did want to touch one thing. Porzingis only plays about a minute less a game than Towns. They're both playing about that kind of uh, don't want to show their hand, don't want to expose them too much or put them into too many minutes too early type minutes. Um, and there's kind of a common thread that Okafor plays about a, a minute more than Towns. So about that same 30 Even to still with now that they yeah, Oka- realize that their Oka- two yeah. young big men can't actually play together. Yeah, he's at 30.9 minutes per game. Towns is at 29.3 and Chris Stops is at 28.2 where we sit today. What so is Dirk at? Because I don't think you can I don't think you can be an all-star if you play under 30 minutes. And, and you know, if Dirk is under 30 minutes, I might have to rethink my own As, as like a rule of thumb, you're saying? Yeah, I think Dirk is, what, at 31 minutes, I want to say. Let's see if I can find him. Um, yeah. I, I mean, mean, even in this in this newer era. Yeah, Dirk's playing 30.9, so almost 39, 31 minutes. Um, yeah, so Porzingis is not playing as many minutes as Dirk. He's, he's playing a half a minute less or a minute less. I thought you said he was at 28. Yeah, he's at twenty eight and a half. So yes, that's he's, like two. He's that's a big difference. Almost two minutes behind him. With that's about a, with almost ide- uh, Dirk's PER is twenty. You know, I mean, I know you don't like PER, Mike. I know you think it's garbage, think it's, but I don't like he's, it, it's no. at twenty. And Porzingis is at nineteen point one eight. I mean, they're, they're, their seasons aren't that different. The, the Knicks' offense a, does not resolve around revolve no, around Porzingis. One's blocking a ton of shots and being incredibly active on defense. The other might be the worst defensive power forward in the NBA. So you know, there's there's obviously a little give take. We can have defense where we want it sometimes, and we can have offense where we want it sometimes. Porzingis is putting up defensive stats. I think he's still a defensive rookie. He doesn't yeah. actually always play great defense. It's not like. Like he's, 100% he's learning. It's not like he's, you know, some devastating fort. Like, he's not going to win Defensive Player of the Year. No, no, he won't. So, no, like, won't. I don't think it's a fair comparison. Mike, who, last question on this. Who do you, that you didn't think would be an all-star, still don't think will be an all-star, but we'll, we'll see as on these rosters? Who's the guy who we're not talking about who we'll likely will see selected? Well, I mean, certainly we haven't talked about Kobe. Mm. If you talk about the fan vote, People. I mean, just give me an in general. Kobe, sure, fan vote, but maybe a, a, another player who we just left off here we didn't mention. I mean, I'm usually in years past. There's some some clout for like a Pal Gasol or I don't even know, a Baca. No, pa- you name Pal it. Pal could like, make the team. Pal could make. I it. think it would be tremendously undeserving, but he could make the team. You know, I, <laughs> yeah. certainly he could. Yeah. He certainly could. I just. He's, he doesn't play defense. Anybody on Orlando? Vucevic was a guy you liked yeah, at the beginning maybe, of the year. Maybe they've kind of faded a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I think the most likely is kind of a big market, big name type like a Pau Gasol. Yeah, I think you're right about that. I think he could make the team. And, I mean, who knows? Maybe another Warrior finds a way on the team. I, I'm just saying yeah. like that, that might be – or maybe, you know, you give – if we're going to give Kobe his swan song, they, they give Tim Duncan the same thing. Yeah. Well, we didn't – I mean, I only mentioned Aldridge in passing, but he's been really good this season. He could he could certainly be deserving for a wild card spot. I mean, Paul, Tom, and Ricky all had him on the team. I just I just think he's not – I just think the success of the Spurs is, like, way – is significantly kawaii. Hmm. You know, I just think uh, yeah, on did. both ends. I mean, LaMarcus has fit in very well, but mm-hmm. – you know, I didn't. I didn't think we rewarded all stars for just fitting. Yeah, in. it would I mean, appear that it would appear that yes, Paul, Tom, and Ricky had LMA, whereas you had Dirk. That looks to be the in, in the same kind of slotted in that last. Uh, court. One of them didn't have Blake Griffin, right? That's correct. Ricky did not have Blake Griffin. Well, that's because of his his. He mix. had Demarcus Cousins. Right. Right. But look, if those are the three-headed monster, and you're choosing two of them, they're all good players. They could all. You could. There's an argument like I think we just figured out to be made 
for all of these guys, whether you're selecting a little bit of D, the ton of offense, the ton of D, the little bit of offense, the well-rounded guys, it's a different type of NBA crop. When we were watching the All-Star games in the mid-90s, Mike, there were the Dream Team players, and then there were the tertiary All-Stars, <laughs> the plug-and-play guys, Doug Overton. No, I don't think he ever made an All-Star team. Um, but you know what I'm saying. There was these plug-and-plays, tertiary All-Stars. Antonio Davis. Yes, the guy and... who got their one to two All-Star appearances of their 15-year career, and they got to watch Jordan and Magic win their All-Star game MVPs. Didn't Glenn Rice win an MVP, All-Star MVP? Yeah, you, one of those types of players? I'd believe it. I think he won in 97. Anyway. Oh, we can shoot. Yeah. No, I don't like the spirit. I think we need – there's only – everybody who makes the all-star team is a good, is good, and everybody who doesn't is trash. Yeah. I mean, that's really how it is. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're not an all-star, you're just – I mean, and, and if you – and anyone who doesn't think that – my opinion on the All-Star game is right. It's just an idiot. <laughs> well, please, by all means, people, go to, go to this article. Um, I'm sure you'll find this podcast won't be too far from this article. It says, here are our picks for the 2016 NBA All-Star game by the SB Nation staff. Go to the comments and tell Mike why he's wrong. There's plenty of feedback already. We'd definitely like to get that input. Also, when you listen to this podcast, tell us what you think. I could be wrong. Maybe Boogie Cousins is an awful person and Mike's right, but I think... I don't think he's an awful person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just putting words in your mouth, man, but I think he's an all Star. I know my boy Kenny out in Sacramento thinks so as well. Loyal well, of listener. Course he, of course he does. He's from Sacramento. <laughs> Although I did say, I'm, I'm, I gotta throw this out. Kenny did tweet something effective like something like, shake my head, no chance Draymond Green's an all-star over my man Boogie Cousins. And I had to, I had to respond to him with like, come I'm sh- on. I'm shaking, I'm shaking my, my head, head right now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as always, uh, find us on iTunes, Limited Upside Podcast. Subscribe to us, rate us, all those good things you can do on iTunes. Find us on SoundCloud. Again, search for Limited Upside Podcast. Podcast, SB Nation, SB Nation backslash NBA. Uh, look for Limited Upside. We're going to be up there. Um, please, again, find all of our cool and interesting and amazing all-star spirited writing that's coming out right about now. You're going to find tons of articles about the picks, the kind of game itself as we ramp up into it. Mike, no shortage of SB Nation uh, editorial work being put into the all-star game. I know you guys do an incredible job. Again, iTunes, SoundCloud, find us, SB Nation backslash NBA. <sighs> Limited Upside Podcast. Wow, deep breath. You really, like, nailed that promo.